but we would like you to recognize you have to if you want to be the powerful creator that you were born to be you have to realize that you've been making choices because most of the world is making those kinds of choices and frankly you care so much about what those who are looking at you are thinking about you that you would sacrifice your true power so you wouldn't stand out in a weird way oh all right welcome to another great episode of black equity podcast i'm your host derek motrain and on today's episode i want to get into a concept that i've been working with here right you know on tiktok when you go on tiktok the really the best one of the best features on tiktok is when somebody makes a video and then somebody comments you can stitch that comment and then make a video about that comment and then like up in the top left right hand corner there's uh, the comment that you're replying to and everybody can see who said it and why they said it and all that good stuff, right? And so it's like context. Ooh, I love it. I love it because you're not just responding to something out of thin air, right? Well, on today's episode, I'm going to respond to something that doesn't have a stitch to it. It's going to be in thin air, but just for context, let me show you how we got here. Here's the stitch part of it. About a year ago, I decided to make a choice. And the choice that I decided to make was to go in a different direction than most people. And that included my content, uh, whether that be on the podcast, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on everything dealing with anything I'm dealing with. If it's a company that I advise over, if it's a company that I'm over, if I'm on a board over here, if I'm over here working on this particular project, something in the community, I decided to make a switch about a year ago. And ooh, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, when I made that switch, I could see like certain frequencies, which you call people, I could see those frequencies falling off. And there was comments on Twitter and comments underneath my, my post and, and, and people saying this over here and newsletters and articles and podcasts. And oh, why is he doing this? Right. And one of those comments was, you can't sit around posting about motivation all day. At some point, you have to take action, right? So during this episode, I want you to leave that stitch, like it's TikTok. I want you to leave that stitch at the top of this episode. About a year ago, I started posting more motivational, inspirational videos, right? And I had no idea that motivational inspirational videos were so controversial who would have thunk it but i sure did i started posting motivational inspirational videos because i made a choice i made a distinct choice to send messages through social media back to a to a younger version of myself I, it became love letters to me. In many ways, if you go back over the last year on all my accounts, and right now you're looking at my personal account, and in a second I'll pull up the business account, I started sending motivational, inspirational videos to myself. And whoever else picked it up, great. Because I don't really believe now, of course, when I was growing up, there was no Instagram and social media or whatever. So it's like, well, how would that per version of you get to it? I don't know. But let's just go with it. I don't really believe in the whole space and time continuum. Or maybe I, I don't remember if that is what I believe or not. But here's what I believe. I believe my younger self is still out there and I believe my older self is out there. I don't think it's just me and 
uh, as I've uh, become seasoned and grown that my younger self no longer exists. I think my younger self is still within a certain frequency out there. The 13, 14, 15 year old version, even younger, my whole entire life, different versions of me are still within frequency. And I believe the older versions of me are in other frequencies. And my responsibility as present day person is to get within a certain frequency and uh, excel at it, right? So I began posting these motivational videos and the comment that we're leaving up for a stitch is simply, why are people posting so many motivational videos when they really should be focused on at some point taking action? And I wanted to craft a message around that comment, right? Okay. So here we are, for those who are watching on Spotify, we are on a website called work.cron.com. And it says, according to BusinessWire, motivational speakers comprise a $1.9 billion industry in the U.S., Giving speeches is just one of the roles of a motivational speaker. As experts on a given topic, motivational speakers also earn money by providing educational workshops, selling products, and producing DVDs, webinars, and podcasts. Motivational speaking opportunities can never be found in a virtual environment. Uh, Can be found. Sorry, I said never be found. Can be found in a virtual environment. Online platforms allow motivational speakers to speak to audiences around the world. Now, you got to remember, and we're going to play that video that came in the beginning. And by the way, that was Abraham Hicks. Some would call her a motivational speaker, right? Or in that realm of inspiration. Some would say spirituality. You, you got to think about this. I'm, I do not consider myself to be a motivational speaker, right? Like I even pulled up a website here, the top 10 motivational speakers in the world and here they are nick uh nick volchersic was born december 4 from melbourne australia uh it led to him founding his own nonprofit organization called life without limbs i think he i think he lost both of his arms a very rare disorder whereby someone's born in absence of four limbs Right. And so he goes around giving motivational speeches. And I respect it. Right. Uh, number was one of his quotes. Yeah. Forgot the dog again. Still not sleeping. No. Still worried about the pipes in your house leaking. Yeah. Still haven't gotten home insurance through hip. So you haven't gotten any leak sensors. No. Falling into a dog. This website had a sound on it and I. Spent the last five seconds <laughs> taking it off. All right. So next on the list is Brian Tracy. And if that video, if that sound comes back on, I will uh, exit the, the website. Okay. So the next one is Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy was born on January 5th, 1944. In Vancouver, Canada, and is the CEO of Brian Tracy International. Okay, now remember, this is a $1.9 billion industry. Number eight, they have Robin Sharma, born 1964 in Nepal and straight out of the Dali House University School of Law, became a professional lawyer, but he went much further in his career than being a fully qualified, successful lawyer. Uh, He has a popular book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Right. Dreamers are mocked as impractical. The truth is they are the most practical as their innovations lead to progress and a better way for life for all of us. Wayne Dyer, he has, I've read some of his books. So, so far out of all these people, I would say Wayne Dyer is someone that I've actually paid attention to. His quote on here is passion is a feeling that tells you this is the right thing to do. Nothing can stand in my way. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. This feeling is so good that it cannot be ignored. I'm going to follow my bliss and act upon this glorious sensation of joy. Wayne Dyer. Zig Ziglar. I, I am familiar with Zig Ziglar. He's number six on this list. The quote they have for Zig Ziglar. Oh, and by the way, he wrote his first book called See You at the Top, 
Now, y'all know. <laughs> y'all know I believe there is no time. But Zig Ziglar believed it. You were designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Zig Ziglar. Number five, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. I didn't think he would be in a top five, but there he is. You know, I grew up watching a lot of his movies, and I'm sure a lot of other people did too. Jim Rohn. Now, I definitely have him up there as somebody who has been very inspirational and provided some really great concepts. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. Number three, Les Brown. Um, Les Brown, uh, February 17th, Miami, Florida. Les is another motivational speaker who is incredibly popular among the motivational video compilations. When life knocks you down, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. Let your reason get you back up. Number two, Tony Robbins. I definitely like Tony Robbins. He wrote some really great books. Um, Master the Game of Money is one of my favorites. One reason, this is a quote from Tony Robbins, one reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus. We never concentrate on our power. Most people dabble their way through life, never deciding to master anything in particular. And number one, wow, number one on this list is Eric Thomas. He is really good. Eric Thomas, uh, thank God it's Monday series. Yeah, he, I think he dubbed himself as the hip hop motivator out of Detroit. His quote is, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful, right? So those are some of the motivational speakers they have on this list. I only bring it up because remember what our stitch is. Our stitch is why have so many inspirational and motivational videos and, you know, at some point you have to take action. Well, wait a second. That would imply that would imply that these motivational speakers didn't take action. All they talk about is motivation the entire time they're up on stage. Did they not take action? What makes their motivational speaking any different than someone posting a motivational video? What's the disconnect? So then I just started really thinking about, well, we I don't think we quite understand the importance of, of embracing who you are. And it led me to this video from T.D. Jakes. You are truly gifted. You can't see it. When you are truly gifted, when you are truly gifted, it is your normal. And so the frustration is you're trying to manifest your gift and you are manifesting your gift, but you don't know that that is your gift because your gift is your normal. People who can sing aren't trying to sing. They just can. So sometimes the more gifted you are, the more vulnerable you are and the more affirmation you need from your inner circle. Be because I, I, can, I can walk off a straight stage and feel like strangling myself with a belt. You should hear the guy that's preaching in me. <laughs> and, and there I am trying to give you what he's giving me. I'm never preaching against the guy who preached before me or the guy who preached after me. I'm preaching against the guy who preached inside of me. Okay, so, so the bar is so high that a lot of times I walk on the stage and I think, you know, why don't you get somebody else? I, I blew it. I, did, I didn't get it across. I'm not sure that they got it the way you got it to me. You got it to me so bad I couldn't sleep that night. Really gifted people are sensitive and they're vulnerable and you have to learn how to function within that sensitive, vulnerable space. I'm going to give you a couple of things that will help you to do it. Insulate yourself with a few inner circle people who love you enough that you can be vulnerable in front of and yet are honest enough. You need somebody who's not just going to say it because they like you or say it because they love you. You want to get the absolute truth from them. An inner circle of people who will tell you like a T.I. is so that you can trust them that when they say it's good because the reason you have to trust them is like a blind man with a seeing-eyed dog. You got to trust the dog because the dog can see. You can't see yourself. And you have to be okay with that or you're never going to get anything done for God. 
You are truly gifted. And so this video comes to me and I started realizing something. And I'm going to play the first 10 seconds of it one more time. You can't see it. When you are truly gifted, when you are truly gifted, it is your normal. And so the frustration is you're trying to manifest your gift and you are manifesting your gift, but you don't know that that is your gift because your gift is your normal. I honestly, when I started seeing these different comments coming and people saying stuff about me and pointing and saying, you're not this and you're doing this and motivational and all this, I mean, all this stuff, right? Over the last year, I've just been looking at it like, okay, this is interesting. People are really upset with me. And all I did was just be myself. <laughs> like, you should see, like you should see my face sometimes <laughs> when people... Like one time I posted this video about, uh, or this concept, this concept came to me about Mount Everest. Oh, this is good. So Mount Everest, I saw this video pop up on YouTube about Mount Everest being the tallest grave, graveyard. It's the highest graveyard, Right. Mount Everest is the world's highest garbage dump and graveyard. It is littered with abandoned tents and in cans discarded half a century ago and empty oxygen tanks one, and 150 to 200 dead bodies. Right? And so here I am coming across this information. And so who who am I, Right? What is my natural gift? My natural gift is to attract and and tap into certain types of information and data that most people know nothing about. And it's not something that I'm trying to do. It's hard to explain it. It's just who I am. (laughs) I don't, I'm not, I don't wake up and say, I have to tap into my gift and I got to fix. No, I just like to study information and data and figure out, well, how does that relate to this? How does this connect to that? And finding the dots and the missing pieces and all this other. And that's what my mind does. That's just how my mind works. And I, and I'm assuming from the TD Jakes uh, video that, It's just my gift. You are truly gifted. You can't see it. Right? I'm not trying to build a course around, here's how you do this, and here's how you do that, and here's how you do this. It's just me. I really am great at finding data and unknown things, unknown facts, unknown treasures, I'm really great at, and I'm really great at spotting flaws within a particular system. And so I remember like a year ago, like one of the things that popped up was Mount Everest and having 200 bodies, dead bodies on there. It's the highest graveyard in the world. And it was at the same time that all these people, I kept noticing that there was these comments about making it to the top. Mm-mm-mm. It would. It was coming everywhere. Everybody was talking about making money and going to the top. And I know what Zig Ziglar said. Zig Ziglar said, "See you at the top." And then there was this other book that came out. Oh, this is so good. I love episodes like this. You know, on this season, what I really tried to do is I try to mix it up and have different types of episodes. You know, from court hearings to documents to guests coming on, I wanted to have some diversity within our conversations. Because I think most most platforms, they're basically doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And all they do is just, you know, take one person down and put another person in, right? I came across this book called The Mountain Is You. 
And if you haven't had a chance to hear about this book, I would recommend it. Right. The Mountain is You by Brianna West. Right. Is there a description on it? Yes. Uh, 101 essays that will change the way you think. The Mountain is You. Here we go. The Mountain is You by Brianna West focuses on the block between you and the life you want to live. The author uses the mountain to explain how the imperfections, experiences, insecurities, and hardships you face so far built up in time and formed your personal challenge that you must overcome in order to grow. And I really like the artwork. There it is. If you can see it there on the screen on Spotify, the mountain is you transforming self-sabotage into self-mastery. So if you want a, a book recommendation, go read that book, Brianna West. So I'm seeing all these different people talking about they're going to the top and, you know, we're going to make it to the top. And at the same time, I'm seeing information coming out about Mount Everest and all these interesting facts. And I'm trying to explain to people there is no doubt. I'm trying to let people know, like, yo, there really is no top. The mountain is you. Like, when people say they're going to the top, a lot of times what they mean is, I'm going to a place where I can look down on other people. And what I've come to decide for myself is there is no top. The mountain is inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. And if we can tap into that, you won't need to look around and push people out of the way and make declarations at the bottom of the mountain telling people how great you're going to be. You won't have to do that. Okay. Now, what does all this have to do with anything? Well, for this episode, what I really want to inspire people to do is really look around and realize the thing that you're trying to get to is already inside of you. You don't have to push anyone out of the way. You don't have to, uh, I don't know, necessarily master a whole bunch of skill sets, although those are helpful. Maybe your gift is mastering skill sets, if that makes sense. I saw, and so here's another stitch that we'll put on the top of this episode. There was this commentary around you should never call anybody out, right? You should just beat them and let your success, you know, be the best revenge. But when I've noticed that people often will make that comment to somebody and what they actually end up doing is revealing how they see the other person. So they'll look at you and they'll point at you and say, you know, don't talk about what anybody else is doing. Let your success be let your success be the noise. Let your success show them. But what if my success, what if my gift is different than what you see as success? What if my success is finding out the truth about somebody? What if that's my gift? And all I'm doing is simply telling the truth. You cannot allow other people to dictate what your special gift is. You can't allow anyone else to censor how you put this information out because everybody else's gift is not your gift. So they're going to tell you that you're wrong for saying this. You're wrong for doing this. Why don't you do it that way? Why the motivational videos? Why do it that way? And what I'm here to tell you is they don't know your gift, so they don't know what is best for you. Only you know what's best for you. Only you've been living within this frequency and within this time, all these different times that have developed you into who you are today. They'll never get it. But we would like you to recognize you have to, if you want to be the powerful creator that you were born to be, you have to realize that 
you've been making choices because most of the world is making those kinds of choices and frankly you care so much about what those who are looking at you are thinking about you that you would sacrifice your true power so you wouldn't stand out in a weird way so if my true power is tapping in to interesting facts and thinking on another level people are going to come flying in and saying how dare you say that that was insensitive how dare you do that that was rude how dare you say something about that person you should beat them with success but who's to say what success really is so i wanted to use today's episode to go through a couple of motivational videos and talk about some of my thoughts around them okay because this is just who I am. Okay. I want to talk about this video. Yes. Let's talk about this video. We're going to go through maybe five videos to end out this episode. And I want you to know that every video we're going to go through is just me operating on my gift. And like TD Jake said, I didn't even realize it was my gift. When you are truly gifted, when you are truly gifted, it is your normal. And so the frustration is you're trying to manifest your gift and you are manifesting your gift, but you don't know that that is your gift because your gift is your normal. People who can sing aren't trying to sing. They just can. All right. So let's go into some of the videos that were posted and give a little bit of context to some of them. So this is someone reading scripture, and this is just information that I found on TikTok, and I decided to share it with our community, and I thought this scripture was so good. Here's why I thought it was good. Uh, actually, I'll play it first, and then we'll come back in. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I posted this because I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen where people are doing everything for the money. And then when the money's not there anymore, they just disappear. You can't find them anywhere. When it's time to protect the people, they're not there. When it's time to stand up and say something, what's going on in the community, we can't find them. Where are they? Unless there's money involved, we can't see these people. They don't exist. They don't speak on any issues. They just want money because they're just hired hands. Right? And so that's why that particular videos out there a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming he will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd and so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock the hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep all right so that was one video that i thought was really good and then uh, another video that i wanted to discuss is this video now there won't be any uh words i'll have to read it to you but here's oh, the video says or the illustration says this comic is over 80 years old and yet you don't have to change a thing about it it's every bit as relevant today as as the day it was drawn and you'll see here there's one two three four five tables uh, each table represents some type of cause. One table is the education table. One is the sciences table. One is the arts table. And one is the healthcare table. And then also there is another table called the war table. And all the money is being delivered by the uh, waiters to the war table. And there's very little money for anything else. Why would I put that? Because we're in the middle of a ukrainian war with russia and there is billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars how much money have we given to this ukraine how much money has usa given to ukraine 
the United States has provided approximately 800 million in military assistance. That's, that's not enough. I've heard it's in the billions given to Ukraine. I've seen one one particular week where it was a billion that that one week. Oh, here we go. On the 31st anniversary of Ukraine's independence, the United States is reinforcing its long-term commitment to the nation with 2.98 billion to train and equip Ukrainians. So that was in August. Uh, four ways to understand the, f- the $54 billion in U.S. spending. The more than $40 billion additional aid to Ukraine approved by Congress on Thursday brings total U.S. commitments. They're up to, up to $54 billion that has gone out to Ukraine. This is from the New York Times, by the way. $54 billion has been given to Ukraine. Right. So these aren't just motivational videos. This is information that I think people should be aware of. So normally when I post a video like that, I will put in the comment section something along the lines of, hey, we've given out $54 billion in aid to Ukraine. I didn't do it for this one, but somebody else did. Gerald Moore Jr. He actually was on our uh, podcast a couple uh, seasons ago. Uh, and we talked about cannabis and athletes and athletes for cannabis. We had a really great conversation. So definitely follow uh, Gerald Moore Jr. Gerald Moore Jr. says estimated U.S. military spending for the fiscal year of 2022 is $754 billion. It covers a period October 1st through 2021 through September 30th, 2022. Military spending is the second largest item in the federal budget after Social Security. This figure is more than the $715 billion outlined by the Department of Defense alone. So that's what I love about our network is if I don't put it out there, they will. Of those phone funds, $494 billion, uh, which is 74%, were spent on contracts for products and services, while the remaining $150 $4.6 billion pay the salaries of Department of Defense. That's what I love about our community is when I don't put the facts there, they do. These people are tapped into a different frequency. Some of the smartest people, and I, t- I tell you all this all the time, some of the smartest people, some of the smartest people are Black equity listeners. I can't get nothing past these people. They're too smart. If I wanted to trick them, even if I wanted to trick them, I couldn't do it. Because the facts, they research everything. They inspire me. Let's go to the next video. Now, this video is Candace Owens having her commercial out for a upcoming uh, DVD. I'm going through this because people are saying, you know, all these motivational videos. I mean, yes, there are some motivational videos like this giraffe, you know, seeing his newborn baby for the first time, right? But this isn't just about motivation, my friends. It's something deeper, but we'll get to that in one moment. So let's look at Candace Owens and what she had to say. Released their 990 IRS filings. They collected $80 million. Where is that money? It's not here. Everything looks worse than it was. Where have you seen that money impacted throughout the city? So my producer just sent me a link. It is just shocking to me because of how much money was raised to think that where he lived, the bills weren't being covered. Super frustrating, but that's a dead end, so. And here's where it gets really interesting. Ready for some BLM pride? Another 200K went to escorts, BDSM workers, strippers, peep show workers, phone sex operators, and webcam performers. And then at that moment, it became personal. And I thought, not only am I going to say the truth, (laughs) I am going to scream the truth louder than you can scream the lies. All right. So that's Candace Owens and her upcoming documentary on Black Lives Matter and how they raise $80 billion and some of this money is unaccounted for. And of course, as I go through the comments, you know, there's someone saying, Mr. Rashid Sunflower saying, someone should expose Candace Owens' high school career when she sued because someone called her a racial slur. Check Stanford, Connecticut. 
And then someone else says, Candace Owens, the grifter? Oh, my God. Get someone else, please. Uh, Bobby Gazelle says, Candace Owens is an opportunist devil. Look, this is what I mean. I'm just operating in my gift. I think this is very important information. Oh, and then Scott says she's selling out the community or still selling out. Can we explore all the politicians? Oh, this is T-606. Can we explore all the politicians and the PPP loans? Forgiveness? I would also love a documentary on the Proud Boys and their finances. And then, and then we posted, hey, you should do a documentary on that. If that's what you want, if you want a documentary on that, go do it. Greed ruins all movements. Always follow the money. It will tell you everything you need to know. So anyway, you know, we we posted that video. Let's keep going. What else is out here that people um, have issues with? Let's play this video. In Atlanta are not doing well. Um, and, and we should That's be right. honest w- about that. We have to be honest because the perception, the false perception moves into being surprised at that AJC headline. Because those things don't match mm-hmm. each other, right? Um, right. At, Atlanta is is you know the average black family in Atlanta makes thirty four thousand dollars a year, and the average white family mm-hmm. in Atlanta makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. That is tremendous. We're number one for income inequality. It, income yeah, inequality. That's ninety thousand dollars. Not only is it income inequality, it is the conditions of school where these black babies go to. It is also that black children in Atlanta, um, if born in a particular poverty rate, end up staying in that poverty rate as adults. Um, and this is systemic. This is absolutely systemic. That comes from the parley in a blue. Uh, I saw that on TikTok and my mind was blown because for all this time, People have been running around telling me how great Atlanta is and it's the new Wakanda. That's what I've been hearing. I had no clue that Atlanta is the number one city for income inequality in America. In fact, if a person is born into poverty in Atlanta, there's just a 4% chance of escaping poverty in their lifetime. I didn't know these facts, but it came to me. And I have to make a decision as the founder, the editor, the producer, the thinker of Black Equity Network, the connector, I have to make a decision of what goes out and what doesn't necessarily go out. And to not talk about the number one, I could see if it was number 25. Then it's like, okay, what's the point? What are we doing? It's number one. It's number one for income inequality, right? But many people come into the city and they build all this content up about being millionaires and all these great things that are happening in the community. And those things may be true. But then this is what's hiding in the background. That makes $34,000 a year. And the average white family in Atlanta makes 120000 Most times just selling us an illusion. And so I feel like it's a responsibility that we have to not sell the illusion. This post had 53 likes. I'm not doing it for likes. But then I want you to go look at the illusion videos that people put out. And it got millions and the millions and, oh, it got the, the best... Uh, bells and whistles, but we can't have a real conversation about what's happening in Atlanta. And then somebody's posting, what solutions do you see as a way to balance this? I live here and I have to say it's unbelievable. This is Mr. Sharab 73. Fast food joints here in Metro Atlanta are run by uneducated adult black people. I grew up working at 15 and 16 years old. Uh, Roy Rogers, BK, McDonald's, now, no children are young teenagers, and the ones that are in these stores are not showing any difference. Language, expression, direction, empathy, no course of customer service. I choose, choose what store to buy food in, what city and area, so I won't go through these unsavory types of non-communicative and low human service. 
it it does start at home. Sorry to say, many homes don't have a foundation. Okay, so now just another video. What's next? What's the what's the next video? We'll, we'll do this one. Oh, that's a good one. We'll do this video. Let's start it over. Settled the suit. A man sued his employer for racial discrimination, settled the suit, took the settlement check to the bank to cash it, then the bank didn't believe the check was real and called the cops on him, leading to another racial discrimination loss. This video comes out because there's a story where a person uh, filed for racial discrimination, got the money for racial discrimination, went to the bank to cash a check on racial discrimination, and then was racially discriminated at the bank. And now it's filing for another racial discrimination. What I'm telling you is there's a cycle. Why, why do we post these videos? We'll get to that in one moment. Let's go to another video. This is Ice Cube. So, so they own the rights to Friday, you said? Well, they have the right to distribute the movie. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So when we did the first one, they wrote in if we do this first one, yeah, they got we got the, the right to, yeah. to put out the set, the sequels, you know. So until up here, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so man. you know, everybody telling me, man, call it Thursday, call it Saturday. <laughs> but but once I take the characters' names, right. it becomes a property yeah. of fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you can't use smoking. Yeah. You know, they they can't be great. Like, okay. So oh, it's, it's, it's useless. Uh, useless. So, so they own the rights. And in the description, we talk about how the annual revenue of the global film and production distribution industry would amount to $76.7 billion a year. Okay. The reason why we're posting that is we want people to know where the money is. The money is not necessarily in just the filmmaking. I want to be a director or I want to be an actor or I want to be an actress or whatever it may be. I want to write scripts. Nothing's wrong with any of those. But my job is to show you something else. Let's keep going. What's the next thing that we can look at that could be of significant value? Let's look at this one. Let's look at this clip. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. $2.3 trillion with a T. That's $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion. So uh, Donald Rumsfeld tells us the day before uh, September 11th, 2001, before there was a terrorist attack, that there's $2.3 trillion worth of transactions that are unaccounted for. The next day, the planes hit the towers. And of course, the conspiracy theorists would also say that it wasn't the planes that caused the, the buildings to fall. But that's a whole nother episode. We won't get into that today. Uh, but back to the day before. The day before September 11th, uh, this money is missing, right? And then the next day, the U.S. sustained a terrorist attack that changed the world. By 2015, the amount reported missing was $6.5 Now that number is up to $21 trillion of unsupported ad adjustments. Where is the missing money? We'll get to that in a second about why are we posting these things? What does it all mean? Let's do a few more. I'm really enjoying this episode. I want people who don't follow us on Instagram to get a little bit of context, or even if they do, get context of why these videos are out here. Um, it's a blessing and a curse, because the curse is he give you a bunch of no's. The devil say yes fast. That's why a lot of people in the end end up falling off. Because when God finally do give you that yes, yes sir. it's for eternity. And you're going to be prepared for it. Your grandkids' kids yeah. going to eat off. Exactly. That's God. The devil make it shine in the beginning and fall at the end. I'm learning to, mm -hmm. to adapt with God's time. I be seeing shit. I be like, God's timing It's a blessing and a curse Because the curse is He give you a bunch of no's The devil say yes fast That's why a lot of people In the end end up falling off Because when God finally Do give you that yes Yes sir It's for eternity And you're going to be prepared for it Your grandkids the, kids yeah. Going to eat off Exactly That's God The devil make it shine In the beginning And fall at the end I'm learning To, mm -hmm. to adapt with God's timing I be seeing shit I be like God's timing It's a blessing and a curse Because the curse is So is that a motivational video Or is it something else what is it? Well, let's take this video. When electric cars get in accidents, they explode, they catch fire very, very badly because of the lithium batteries in the electric cars. 
And you can do experiments yourself, folks. Get a lithium battery and unwrap it and throw it into a bowl of water and see what happens. This is just a regular Energizer lithium battery, and what's inside of it honestly kind of scares me. Just for fun, though, I'm going to open it up, and I've already made a little cut in the outer shell. Opening batteries like this is dangerous, and it's almost always a huge pain, but I was eventually able to pop off its shell. Now I can unroll its insides and reveal the thing that scares me. It honestly doesn't look like much, but it's a bunch of lithium metal, and it's extremely reactive. The metal itself technically isn't what scares me, though, and it's what can happen if it's added to water. Normally, it just fizzles a bunch and maybe lights on fire. In this foil form from the battery, though, it can sometimes be a bit more reactive. I per Okay, so that's a video about electric cars and how the, uh, what was the word, lithium batteries inside of them could be causing them to be explosive. Here's another really great video that just so happened the moment I posted it, man, that thing skyrocketed. Everybody started reposting this thing. But let's check, check, check it out. How many of you would trade places with a black person in this society? Raise your hand. I don't know the answer to that. Well, it's yes or no. How many of you would do it? I know I would. I mean, I, I, I dated a Hispanic very dark. No, no, I'm not talking about Hispanic. The question is. But I was going to have children. So I spent many years thinking of myself of having very dark-skinned children. question is, how many of you would be willing to trade places in this society with a black person? I think I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 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 Okay. I'm not saying there's not racism. Absolutely not. It's just saying I don't see it. Yeah, but you know how not, racist this country not is. Not to the degree that you do. Oh, no, be, you right? will never know. You know, in this country, we created the criminalization of black people. And when your skin is seen as a weapon, you're never unarmed. And that's why black boys and men and women are dying in the street with their hands up. That video really shook. Um, it shook social media that day. I saw that thing everywhere. And I'm not saying it all came from our page, um, but I did see that that everywhere. There is a conversation to be had. And we're going to get to that. Let me do... What, two more? Can we do two more? Yeah, we'll do, let's do two more videos. And yeah, we'll do two more videos. The question is, which two do I want to do this? I mean, I, we post three or four a day. Um, but let's do this one. God is shifting you. Not everyone is can shift with you. When God is shifting you, sometimes there are relationships in your life that don't move forward with you. There are things in your atmosphere that can move forward with you, and you cannot take offense to it. Because taking offense to it is to be ignorant of the season you're in. You have to embrace that this is going to produce more change in life. When God. I really love that video because everybody is always shifting, and I wanted people to know that it's okay that they don't go on the journey with you. You don't need them anyway, right? All right, so we'll do one last video, and then I want to tell you what I found through all this, right? Let's see. What's a really great video that we have that we can end this with? All right. We will do this video right here. These two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is in fact larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. All right, please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. All right, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? 
equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because in fact they are equal. These two circles are identical. Yet I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So what do we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instincts. Just, just imagine, just imagine as a child you're taught that the blue circle is larger than the red. If you say it enough times, you convince yourself that's the truth. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. And if enough people are taught that lie, that the blue circle is larger than the red, well now it becomes part of the culture. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, well now it becomes tradition. And what we have to remember is that just because we have a tradition doesn't mean it's morally acceptable. Tradition and morality are not always the same. I mean, can you think of any traditions that we once had in the United States of America that we no longer have? That today we think back and that was immoral. These two circles are not equal. That's a really great video because it talks about how you can be manipulated to believe something to be true just because someone told you that it was true and you get sucked into that frequency not knowing that that reality was never based off of something real. So... Who am I? I told you earlier that I'm not a motivational speaker by any means. And you can decide for yourself if any of the videos that I've played for you are based off of motivation. You know, I've been posting these. I shifted about a year or so ago, maybe a, a year and a half ago. So you can go back over the last year on Black Equity Network on Instagram. You can go to my personal page on Gifted Rulership and you can decide for yourself. Am I posting motivational videos or is it something else? Well, I want to be able to define myself and let you know what I believe to be the case. Now, earlier we talked about who the 10 best motivational speakers are in the world. And uh, one of those people ended up being Zig Ziglar, remember? And he had, a, he had a book called See You at the Top. He also wrote his first book in 1975 called See You at the Top. This was the first of at least 15 books he wrote. I want to pull that book up. I want to see what the description is. See you at the top, right? Let's see. Is there a description for see you at the top? Yeah, let's pull that up and see what is the description to this book? Like, what does that mean, see you at the top? Let's see. 25 years ago, the secret to getting everything you want in life, recorded a seminar called See You at the Top. Amuses, informs, inspires, delights, and motivates as only Zig Ziglar can. So let's put this in. Let's put Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar, see you at the top. Quotes. Let's see if there's some quotes that came from it. There are no traffic jams on the extra mile. It's not how, how far you fall, but how high the, the bounce that counts. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You can have everything in life that you want if you just give enough other, if just give enough other people what they want. Give people, an, uh, whoever wrote this, wrote this wrong. <laughs> you can have everything in life that you want if you just give enough other people what they want. Uh, so yeah, there's a missing word there or something. But okay, so here's why. I post all these things that I post from Mount Everest to Zig Ziglar to two circles to all these different content pieces. Why do I post these things? I post because I am challenging society. I'm challenging thought. I'm challenging status quo. And the reason why I don't believe you'll ever see anyone at the top is the top always changes. You think you're at the top when you're standing at Mount Everest, and then when you go back down Mount Everest, you never make it back home. You'll think you're at the top when you've um, gone into a rocket that shoots up into the sky, and then somebody else will come along and go to the moon. You'll think you're at the top when you're at the moon and the next thing you know, they're over at Mars. You'll think you're at the top and then all of a sudden you find out there's another civilization and another universe. The top always changes. The information 
always gets debunked. What you thought was real was never real. And I believe that I have a gift of discernment. Right? I believe I have a gift of discernment. And I feel that it is my responsibility to discern the information that's coming within our network and decide for ourselves what we think that is. I'm not here to tell anybody what to think. I want to challenge people to think. And so these messages that come out saying, you're so focused on motivating and motivating. I mean, this is a $1.6 billion industry, but no, I'm not focused on just motivating. Oh, you're just, you're not taking action. Well, you didn't tell that to Zig Ziglar when he was a motivational speaker and putting out information. Why are you so concerned about what I'm doing? <laughs> why, why is what I do part of your conversation about what I'm doing? Right? I believe my gift is discernment. And I also believe that I've been asked by God to pay attention to money and wealth and the discernment around those topics. And also, uh, well, what it ends up taking us to when we talk about money and wealth is social class and how we treat people on different levels uh, in society. Right. So as you're studying wealth, you actually end up studying human behavior, which then takes you to understanding the people that are around us. I believe I've been called to do that. Now, for the majority of my life, it was just who I was. I didn't realize this was my gift. But now that it's becoming very apparent of who I am, I am embracing it. And what I want to inspire you to do is to embrace your gift. And you won't even know that it's your gift until it all starts making sense. It makes so much sense why, why, why very little people within the influencer space that call themselves the wealth movement or the black rich movement. It's so interesting that none of those people are any of my friends. Very few of them. Because they came here to get a quick amount of money and they're out. They, you can already see their content is switching up. They're not even talking about the same stuff no more. They got they got really uh, they got really popular and people knew who they were and now they can use that and leverage that for the next thing. Everybody's shifting to a different frequency because at the end of the day. They weren't here for the long term. It was a short-term play. And I try to tell you all this through my discernment. And one thing I've realized is the reason why people attack a discerning eye is because they don't want the truth to come out. The only person who hates the truth is a liar. I honestly, my entire life, I didn't even know that that was my gift. I would see things and say, oh, that's what that means. And I just thought that was normal. But then I realized other people couldn't see it. It was just me and maybe one other person. And as I've grown and matured in my gift, I have a responsibility that if I've discerned something, I want to document it and publish it for the world to see. And what you're going to find out very soon is I've discerned some things that the world needs to know about. And I am here to inspire and motivate you, although I am not a motivational speaker. I'm here to let you know that it's time to embrace the gift. And the gift, my friends, is you. You are truly gifted. You can't see it. When you are truly gifted, when you are truly gifted, it is your normal. And so the frustration is, you're trying to manifest your gift and you are manifesting your gift, but you don't know that that is your gift because your gift is your normal. 
People who can sing aren't trying to sing. They just can. So sometimes the more gifted you are, the more vulnerable you are, and the more affirmation you need from your inner circle. Be because I, I, can, I can walk off a straight stage and feel like strangling myself with a belt. You should hear the guy that's preaching in me. <laughs> and, and there I am trying to give you what he's giving me. I'm never preaching against the guy who preached before me or the guy who preached after me. I'm preaching against the guy who preached inside of me. Okay, so, so the bar is so high that a lot of times I walk on the stage and I think, you know, why don't you get somebody else? I, I blew it. I, did, I didn't get it across. I'm not sure that they got it the way you got it to me. You got it to me so bad I couldn't sleep that night. Really gifted people are sensitive and they're vulnerable and you have to learn how to function within that sensitive, vulnerable space. I'm going to give you a couple of things that will help you to do it. Insulate yourself with a few inner circle people who love you enough that you can be vulnerable in front of and yet are honest enough. You need somebody who's not just going to say it because they like you or say it because they love you. You want to get the absolute truth from them. An inner circle of people who will tell you like a T.I. is so that you can trust them that when they say it's good because the reason you have to trust them it's like a blind man with a seeing-eyed dog. You got to trust the dog because the dog can see. You can't see yourself. And you have to be okay with that or you're never going to get anything done for God.